This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, electrical contractors, I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb slash contractor better. Gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Whenever you're watching the video, this is the Reds Report. I am Chris Ridyard, as you can see on your screen. Carl of Underwatering, how are you? Me, still here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely living the dream, Carl. Busy man. Uh, yeah, it's weird how I know people. We said it earlier, didn't we? I know for a lot of people, they're on furlough, they're not working. 
and I have to work from home. So besides being at home 24-7 and unable to go out, I've, I've got work as well. And then, like I told you, know, a good friend lost his wife a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we've got foster child at home disabled who doesn't understand it. So it's busier than normal, which, yeah, so this is a nice bit of relief. Looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, it's ni nice to see you, mate. You're looking well, given all that stress. It's the shirt, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> also, not in the studio, but on the couch or on his dining room table, we have Barnsley FC, ex-Barnsley FC player, Colin Walker. Are you all right, Colin? Yes. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever, wherever it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the beauty of YouTube. People can watch it whenever they like, Colin. So we we could be in somebody's bedroom now and it could be two o'clock in the morning. Anything Don't say that. Me. My wife's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing, Colin, given the I'm very well, thank you. Uh, I'm assuming you're housebound at the minute. I am. And we have a, we have a fantastic routine. Uh, we take the dog out for a walk. We go and visit my mum, see if she's okay. Uh, walk back. Uh, I've just acquired a rowing machine. That's how bored I am. Right. So I have a couple of a couple of sessions on the rowing machine, and then you start watching the news, hoping that something nice is going to be on. But it's still at the moment all sad, sad news. Oh, uh, well, yeah, you're right. Uh, well, obviously, we're here today. We're going to try and entertain everybody, uh, reminisce, as you were saying earlier, off call, reminisce and just basically put some smiles on faces and try and think about stuff that's gone previously with yourself and Barnsley Football Club and, and, and just, just try and think of the good times, I guess. OK. I mean, like, like I said, I watched a little bit of uh, John Parkin last week uh, and he's one of my uh, reprobates, I think we'll call him. <laughs> I, I, I had John from 16 to 1920 and he right. did keep you on your toes. <laughs> uh, in his prime and John Parkin and yourself in your prime who was the best player Colin oh he was give over he had he had a right foot a left foot he could head it he could run at that time when he was 16 no no when he was 17 18 John Parkin was a really really good player and yeah. um, and he's done fantastic yeah I want to say uh, he's done really really well we joke uh, about because he is that sort of person but to be able to, to make over 200 appearances in your, in, in your working life at, at that sort of level, and whenever he's been, he's always been highly regarded, hasn't he? He's always he has. that workhorse. Yeah, uh, he was only a workhorse on match day. From Monday to <laughs> yeah. Friday, he wouldn't do anything. <laughs> if you went running, you had to wait because he got lost. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll, he'll admit that to him. So he, the worst thing he liked was running. Didn't like it at all. No, no. I mean, I, I play up front with a friend of mine who uh, he said if I wanted to be a runner, I, I would have joined the Harriers. So basically, <laughs> I have to do all his running for him. So, yeah. But John uh, Barkin no. started, I think, uh, in the first team at Barnes, he's a centre half, in the middle of a back three. He right. was so clever on the ball. He was talented. Uh, he was he was really really good. He was there was a lot of players in and around that time uh, that that. Sort of, you know, like Rory Fallon's, Dave Mulligan's, uh, Chris Morgan's, uh, Ricky Ravenhill. Uh, there's a lot of them that that were in and around that time. Are they all uh, your reprobates? Are, are they all your reprobates? Then they are. Sadly, Chris Barker as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he was one of mine as well. He, 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 you know, Brian O'Callaghan. You know, the, the, there's a lot more to it. Uh, the, the, the good thing for Barnsley, you see, Barnsley always had Barnsley in it. The yeah. Parkins, 
the people that, you know, Rimmel's, people in and around the building, they were Barnsley people. You couldn't, you, you, you had to have Barnsley in Barnsley. Yeah. It's still and quite prominent in, in a lot of staff. A lot of staff are all currently, you know, in and around Barnsley. I think, I think we do a great job considering a modern day society and it, it becoming much more a business. I think, I think the club does a great job in keeping that embedded. Very much so. And I think that's the biggest thing that the football club had. Certainly when I was a player and, and in the 10, 11 years I was on staff, the, the comp, you know, you used to, you, they used to go to train and there would be, when we go in the Premier League, there'd be 100 people watching training. Yeah. They might all be unemployed, but that didn't matter. They were still there watching training. You got to know them by name. I got invited to, when I got the sack in 2003, I got invited to a barbecue in Barnsley. I won't tell you which member, which uh, supporter it was. We've been <laughs> seeing each other for every day for 10, 11 years. Yeah. So he wanted to give me a good send-off, so he organised a barbecue at his house. Unbelievable. That's, that's Barnsley people for you, yeah, isn't it? It is. You talked about parking and how good he was, but let's not forget a couple of stats for you. 24 appearances for Barnsley, 12 goals. Uh, on loan to Donny Rovers, 12 appearances, 5 goals. So you're averaging 1 in 2. And then uh, Gisborne City, New Zealand, 56 appearances, 38 goals. I mean, yeah, yeah. modern-day strikers would struggle these days to, to hit anything near that. Colin, you'd probably be worth about 35, 40 million in today's market with goals. The other thing is, what you've got to remember is that I was an international centre forward. Yeah. yeah. I played 15 A class internationals with 10 goals in that as well. You yeah, mentioned he... New Zealand earlier, you mentioned Rory Fallon earlier. Is there some kind of link, link there? Yeah, well, his dad was from Rotherham. Right. So when I went over in 1980, I, he, he was knocked on my door and said, Did I fancy six months in New Zealand? And I wasn't doing anything at the time apart from I was a bin man, which is a story in itself, because that's what the fans used to shout. Come on, the bin man. Well, we've got 40 minutes. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, and, and so I went to New Zealand for for, for nine months, and, and Rory's dad changed me, my attitude, the way I did things, started putting me in a gym. I used to do three gym sessions a week. Uh, and all of a sudden, I became the leading goal scorer in the country, uh, for that year, then when I came back to, to to England, I had to come back before I went back to New Zealand again. But that's when Norman Hunter came into my life. Uh, I got asked to go and play for Barnsley Reserves because they didn't have enough players. That's back in the time. They didn't want to play any of the first team because they were on a good run. So, they, so I got invited to play, played four games, scored four goals. And the, the next day, Norman Hunter... Asked me if I'd go and sign in a pro contract. Which was, given that that's given that that's a few years ago, Colin, can you reenact that conversation? What that conversation with Norman Hunter might have been like? I can. I, I, for me, Norman Hunter was a legend, a big, big footballer uh, for, for Leeds United, for England. You know, me being a, a passionate football person, he was a legend. So I thought I was just going to have a chat with him. Right. So I went into into the office. It was the same manager's office that we we use all them many years ago. And we, we sat down. We were having a chat. And he said, uh, how, do you, how do you fancy playing properly? And I went, right. what do you mean? And he said, well, I've seen you play the last three games. I think we might be able to do something with you. Why don't you sign pro to the end of the season? 
I said, where's the form let me sign right now? I didn't want to leave the office. It was <laughs> written up, but I didn't want to leave in case he changed his mind. And it was amazing. So that season ended up being a, a good season. Then. Is it the I, season prior? I, I managed. That was the season that we got promoted. We beat right. Rotherham 1-0 to get into the into the championship. But is I played... The... Is that the header you scored against Rotherham? Is that no, a different no, year? no, no. I didn't. In that that season finished, I I played half a game against Chesterfield at home. I'd come on a sub and half a game against Blackpool away. And then the final game of the season, we had to beat Rotherham at home to get promoted to the championship. And we won one nil, and we were promoted to the championship. Wow. And then it was the following year that I eventually managed to get myself into the team. Wow. Just just to jump a little bit, but just something you just said about that conversation with Norman Hunter. Obviously, still involved with football today. How much difference is it You're working with younger players now that got agents and financial demands and everything else? How much has that side of the game changed? Well, when I was head of youth at Barnsley, I used to deal with the agents daily. Oh. It was, it was. I mean, I remember sitting in the in the uh, in the boardroom with John Dennis, with an agent who had got three Swedish Turkish players who were 15 years of age. Wow! And, and we were talking uh, packages of 25k. This is back in the 90s for each player. And it didn't happen because the agent himself stuck his bit on. And then you end up looking at from 25, it ended up being 38. It's amazing. It's, you see, you've lived such a, a life through football. It must have changed so much in your time. Did you know, Colin, it's 39 years ago, uh, Monday, just past, that you made your first debut, your professional debut. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Was that, was that Chesterfield at home? 39 years, yeah. Well, that's what we've been told by Barnsley uh, Stats. No, man. no, uh, and, that's Chesterfield at home. I came on second half. Wow. So you had a, you obviously a long career. We, we mentioned you went to Gisborne, uh, Doncaster Rovers, Cambridge, Matlock. Uh, I'm looking through. You had uh, a couple of. <laughs> Darlington, <laughs> Talking. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, Darlington. You don't mention Sheffield Wednesday, do you? No, I, I never. <laughs> it, it, it must have dropped off a sheet, that. <laughs> But then it's 1988, and on a run out with Gisborne City, is it your cruciate that you did? No, no, I did my cruciate back here. Right. Okay. okay. I came back from I came back from Gisborne. I I was I'd been player manager that that time I played, and I came back home, uh, obviously looking for a club, and I, I played for Doncaster Rovers in a trial match at Mansfield Town, and ruptured my cruciate ligament. Ah. Oh. That was it. That was the end of my so, playing career. What what happens then? Because you've you've been playing obviously abroad, here, all over. Did you always want to stay in football? Because now we, we we've had guests on the show that said that was it for me. You know, you talked about Yadi Moses. It's like you've got people who are now uh, financial planners, experts, whatever you yeah. call them these days. But you, was it always going to be football for you, staying in the game or not? When when, when that doctor said to me, Colin, you'll never play football again. I came. I went home and said to my missus. Right, now what am I going to do? Yeah. I, yeah. I, went, I, I just went looking for any work out just, to, just to pay the bills. I was married. I had a son then. So it, it was 
you know, it was just being built. And what happened was, Barnsley Football Club used to have a football in the community programme. Yeah. And David Wilkes, another ex-player, moved. And they were looking for a community officer. So Colin Walker applied for it, went to have an interview in Marks and Spencers <laughs> in Rotherham. The two people that interviewed me for the job. And I got that job as football and the community officer on 85 quid a week. Wow. Didn't even cover any of the, any of the bills that we were on. But it was a job. I was yeah. back in the game. And what happened as a community officer, they paid for all the coaching badges. So it was, the PFA paid for them all. So I yeah. then got into coaching. And that's when, all of a sudden, I got into it and into it and into it. And then uh, Viv Anderson got appointed manager. Yeah. Eric, Eric Stanley got, got promoted to first-team coach. Yeah. And again, a story that I'll tell you, I get an interview with Viv Anderson and Danny Wilson in their office on a Saturday morning at 9.30. So I bang on the door and I walk in. Viv, Viv has got his feet on the table, Coronation Street is on the telly and he's watching Coronation Street. Right. Viv Anderson said to me, Eric Wynn Stanley says, you're a good coach, when can you start? <laughs> I said Monday, he says, right, okay, off you go. That was the interview. Brilliant. He was still watching. By the way, he was still watching Coronation Street. He never looked at me once. <laughs> it I must have been an interesting episode. Was, that was a repeat. He missed it in the week and he, he was trying to catch up. <laughs> you mentioned not knowing what to do, Colin, after football, after your, your playing career finished. Yeah. You might think you know, prior to playing career or at some point in there, you were a bit man. You mentioned oh, that I earlier. Oh, I was. 1977. Right. For two and a half years, I was a bin man. The best pre-seasons, the best training I ever did. Because yeah. you had to put them on your shoulder, carry it, put it to the wagon, empty it, and then put it back where it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show, and you definitely got tickets. And drinks. Now hurry and make it back to your spot. Pass this person and that person about 20 more. Ooh, watch out for feet. Hey. Just keep going. A little further. Oh, there's your friend. Over here. Right where you want to be. Close enough to see the set list. And they're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. UN, UREDS, at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on demand destination for the UK's best fan led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis, and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network. <laughs> 